0: everybody. This is Jay Pitts and you're tuning into Resource Real Talk About Real Estate. I'm here with my
1: co-host, Gabe Pruitt. How's it going? Gabe, thanks, man. Uh, so we're back at it. We're back at it. Uh, Today's a good one. We've got a guest that we've talked about having for a long time, but I don't think the timing could be any better than now. I think we've got something new that he's embarked upon that is going to be a great topic for discussion today. Well, and that's
0: cert- that's certainly true, man. I, and you know, we've talked about it pretty much in almost every episode, we Gabe and I, when we when we started the show, we had a very clear direction uh, we wanted to take the show. I think we've done that. We had a long, long list of guests, and this person was on the list from the very beginning. Like so many of our others, we really haven't had to reach too hard for guests. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are, you know, a little busier than others. Some of them are, you know, a little harder to get to get pinned down. But um, you know, I'm I'm actually thankful. That, that this one was
1: held off so long. That
0: this one was held off because you're right, he's done something very recently, which is uh, really exciting and uh, a, a large departure from, um, from what we knew him, mm-hmm. the role that he was in and the role that he served. We're speaking about Steve Olsen. Steve um, will introduce you to guys you you all to him just after the break but Steve is is the president of a company called Kingston Lane it's a web-based company it's a marketing and and services company for agents like so many of the guests and service providers that we have brought you in the past but what's what's interesting is that Steve was also my coach he was my coach you guys met Bill pipes who was my coach now um, Steve was my first coach the first coach I ever had and and those of our listeners that know me well understand that I'm I can be a little opinionated. So coaching me is not the easiest thing. I've grown <laughs> to be more coachable game. Okay over that's time. Good. Um but Steve had the unenviable uh task of kind of breaking you in? Breaking me like like a wild horse. Right. Like breaking <laughs> me like saddlebred, like breaking me to actually follow Someone's kind of suggestions, you know. I always uh, earlier in my career it was just it was just hard for me to do that, and preconceived notions, self talk, you know, assumptions that I
1: made, things like that. It just made it hard. So Steve was that, and now he's a tech company owner, and it seems um, like such a huge shift. But I think what we're gonna find out from talking to Steve is that not only in the world of coaching, but also in his new endeavor at Kingston Lane, a lot of this depends on breaking the old habits and introducing agents to change they might not be comfortable with. Absolutely. And well, you know, he was a gearhead. Oh, yeah, always
0: a gearhead. He's the tech side for
1: sure. He he's he's very um,
0: he's very interesting. You can hear it in his voice. I mean, Steve, Steve is a classically trained salesperson. Like he knows, like we talked about influence with Bill Pipes on the show. You know, you've heard uh, us talk to influencers like Chris Smith and Tom Ferry and people that sell from the stage and really, really h- incite, um, you know, action and bring people to a bo- like a boiling point. Sure, Steve is that guy. Steve, he has those skills, but he is a gearhead. Like yep. he, you know, they say um, uh, there's a there's a good line in Goodwill Hunting and you know where he he tells. Uh, I forget the girl, the character's name, but the the, the love interest. Okay. Um, and I'm even drawing a blank on the, on the actress's name. But um, he says, what do you see when you look at a piano? And she doesn't get it. And he says, okay, well, um, Mozart. You know, when he saw a piano, it just made sense. Like she sees chopsticks. Mozart saw a symphony. Yeah. Right? And Steve is the guy that like, can look at a system and we'll talk I'm sure about Kingston Lane and what it what it does but he just he looks at a problem and he sees the tech way Mm -hmm. to fix it
1: well I'm excited to talk to Steve because like you said classically trained salesperson he could sell a lot of things but this may be the easiest thing he's ever had to sell and I think he'll explain to us why so many people are going to want to get on board with what Kingston Lane is doing when we come back we'll have Steve Olson to talk to us about his new endeavors stick with us
0: And we're back, folks. Thank you for joining me. Again, Jay Pitts here with Resource Real Talk about Real Estate. I'm joined by Gabe Pruitt. And as we told you before the break, we have an especially impactful guest today, someone who's had a lot of impact in my business. He is a former coach at Tom Ferry. He is current president of Kingston Lane. We'll get into that more in a moment. In the past, he has sold. Hundreds of homes in the Phoenix, Arizona area before making the move with a successful real estate business, Gabe, to the San Diego area, and he is now launching a real estate team with Berkshire Hathaway California Properties in Southern California. We have Steve Olson on the line. Steve, thanks for joining us.
2: Hey, couldn't be happier uh, to be here.
0: Awesome, man. Awesome. So we talked a little bit, or I mentioned uh, a little bit your your current project there, Kingston Lane, which you guys launched here recently. And for those of our listeners that are not familiar, Number one, you should be. Um, you should at least look into it. Give it a sh- give it a shot. Uh, honestly, just before we get into the nuts and bolts of what it is, the first thing that caught my idea was just the price. Number one, and all the value you get for such a small number, Definitely. Steve. I'll let you elaborate on that here in a minute. But the the crux of it, as I understand, is that Kingston Lane is a push button market, marketing platform. So, Steve, what tell our listeners what drove you, or what was that moment, or the epiphany? where you saw the need for something like this product and the void in the marketplace and why agents needed it?
2: Well, listen, we we know that there's no shortage of products out there, right? There, there's a lot of options that agents have in regards to how they get themselves in front of more clients. There's products that make themselves more efficient with clients. There's products that make it easier to close things. Um, and, and when you have two partners like uh, Sharon Shavats and myself, you've got Sharon who is you know, obviously in five years, he's 10X the growth of Talisman sold that to an Element, and then he have got uh, myself who's seen similar growth with coaching, you know, 7,000 coaching calls over six years. You, you tend to find out the reasons why certain agents succeed and why other agents fail, right? And what we found is that most agents that are succeeding, they're not caught in the details, meaning they're, they're really quick to say, hey, can, can I take an action? Can I get the execution? Can I get something launched? And if it doesn't work, I'll pivot from there. Jay, I know you and I have talked about this in the past. There are too many agents that get stuck in that. Like I don't like that shade of pink, or the picture should be a little bit to the right, or you know, I don't really know that that's worded right. And so they get into all this analysis, and pretty soon they over-talk the process, and nothing gets launched. And what we find is that eighty percent of this industry is caught in that trap, day in and day out. They're always preparing to launch, and they never really get to launch. So we thought, wouldn't it be amazing if we took say the top 10 features the top 10 things that we know agents do every single day and can we just provide the execution form we figure out the process we do all the work we launch the ads we you know get the conversion we give the leads right back to you and all you need to do is click three buttons and you're done so every feature that we have jay uh, is built with that that thought behind it right yeah. can we do it under five clicks can the agent get a, a result you know, based on execution right away? And can they do this every single day? And ultimately, can we help scale their business? So that's that's where that was formed.
1: Interesting. So, so for some of our listeners that aren't familiar, kind of explain what kind of things are you executing for them? So when I heard about this, my immediate thought was Facebook ads. But this is more than just targeted Facebook ads, right?
2: It, it does. Think about all the day-to-day stuff. For example, we know that all real estate agents need to you know, stay in front of their, their prospects. They need to stay in front of their past clients. They need to stay in front of their the people that know them really well because a lot of agents struggle with that communication because, you know, there's, like I said, there's a lot out there. So for a, a low monthly fee, they load their list in there and we're going to email all of their clients to make sure they stay in front of them. That's one of the features. Okay. Um, I mentioned Facebook ads earlier. If they've got a listing, you know, three clicks of a button, they select how much money they want to spend on an ad. We're going to launch the ad form. It's going to go to their landing page. It's their lead they can follow up. We're literally just doing the process for
0: them. Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and you, you said a few things that, that struck a chord with me, Steve. And you know, full disclosure for our li- listeners, Steve was actually my coach uh, for a number of years. Steve, what, about five years? Is that about the time?
2: Uh, it, it was It was for a while, yeah.
0: 20, a 20, 2013, I think, is when we started in coaching, if I remember correctly. I think it was fall of 2013, and we ran through 2017. But, but you know, that always preparing for launch, I'm pretty sure I've heard you say that to me multiple times throughout my career. So um, that's absolutely the situation. You know, you've got high-producing, top-tier agents, people that are in the top 5% nationally, you know, that know what to do. But in essence, we are the, we are the epitome of a small business, we we are we are the jack of all trades. You know, if they they say, Gabe, if you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. Right. right? Okay. So I think it's imperative for products. You know, we had we had Y Lopo, the founder, we had G and, and Howard Tager on last week, and you know, their understanding of, you know, kind of AI and they're they're trying to do some similar things to you guys, and I think it's really smart to hear from people who want to make the agent's execution of the ideas that they... There's no shortage of information, Steve. You know that as well as I do. You guys have a Facebook group, and I've plugged into that already within a couple of weeks of it launching and just learned so much about what we're not doing or how we can improve things that we're already doing. And it's not the information that it's hard to find. Like the networks are easy to become a part of. It's the execution where there's the downfall. So the five clicks are less and the... You know, kind of helping the agent alleviate that preparing for launch thing is pretty serious. I think that's, I think that's, uh, that's, that's an amazing thing. And of course, our listeners know Sharon. He's been a former guest. If you guys remember, we've, we've uh, affectionately uh, referred to him as the Oracle. (laughs) Steve, you know what I'm talking about, right? So the 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 Oracle gave us a nice uh, state of the market address. You know, I don't know, it's probably three months ago that we had Sharon on on the podcast, but um, you know, understanding, knowing you two guys, the way that I know you and the seeing how you put your heads together to come up with this product and just understanding the backstory is really impactful. So, okay. So top 10 features, five clicks or less defeat the failure to launch. What else does Kingston lane do for its clients?
2: Well, think about, so I'll bullet list here and for any of you guys that are curious and you want to see every one of our features in detail, obviously they can go to kingstonlane.com and, there's a free account that they can get access to, or, or they can just research. Totally totally cool either which way. Um, think about, you know, so we have push-button social media. We have push-button squeeze pages. So, agent has the ability to go in there. They can create unlimited squeeze pages. They can uh, squeeze and generate uh, leads on any platform that they want. That's totally cool. Um, we'll run ads for that as well. I told you about push-button email marketing. Uh, with, you know, two clicks a button and $49 will launch all of your listing materials for a listing that you just uh, took we give you unlimited coming soon property websites, uh, custom property websites, unbranded websites. Um, a lot of our agents are taking advantage of password-protected websites before they take listings so they can get their clients access to what that's going to look like. Hmm. Uh, we'll actually give you access to all the data across the entire platform. So Jay, let me give you an example. You take a listing. It doesn't come live for two weeks, right? You're getting staging done, photography. Maybe there's some rehab, the law I'm to get manicured whatever and um you know wouldn't it be amazing if you had the ability to go into a platform and say hey i've got this listing out there all these other agents are in the platform do any of them have a buyer well we'll match that for free there's no cost that's part of our pro membership right sure Uh, and you can connect potentially before the listing even hits the market it doesn't stop there though um we know that um, you're going to put the listing in the MLS, and then obviously all the agents with the buyers are searching the MLS, so there's a pairing opportunity there. I just told you about pairing opportunity number two, where you can put it inside King's Lane. We'll match it with all the buyers that are already in there, all the buyer needs that have been listed. Opportunity number three is we'll also match your listing with all the public data records. And through a couple plugins that we have, if we can find home phone, cell phone, email will provide that as well. And they can do that for every single p- property and tax records that exists that's not on the market as well. So with our platform, the agents have the ability to serve all three silos of where the buyers and sellers are to make sure that they give their clients the best amount of value possible.
0: Huh. That's that's interesting, man. You know, I I'm still not aware of everything that you provide. So so I touched in the intro and all those are those are amazing things. And it sounds like you know, for the top tier team leader or top producing individual agent, that's a lot of services that they're piecing together from multiple service providers, right? Okay, for totally. s- substantial monthly output,
1: it's a lot of overhead, yeah.
0: So, so it sounds to me like what you guys are trying to do is simplify, but also provide some cost savings. And I know you've got, you've got the. You know, free account. You've got a pro account. You probably and and uh, you'll have to forgive me. I don't know the exact terminology you're using, but um, I know the models are different. There's there's some add ons and things like that. I touched on in our in in our uh, introduction how shocked I was at the price. And i you you know this because I've talked to you about it offline. Um, what you get for a relatively small initial investment. Was really impactful. So why don't you why don't you lay out? And we're not going to get too in the weeds with it. But why don't you lay out what the basic upgrade, the first upgrade, is from the freemium model? Yeah.
2: So we give you access to uh, four key features. Actually, it's about six for free. And when I say free, I mean free. We don't even ask for a credit card. You can go in there. That will give you access to push button digital farming, which is our ability to run social ads to your uh, home valuation page that we're going to give you. you know, if you go to any other company, that's going to be fifty to eighty bucks a month. We give it to you for free and you can run those ads. Um, we also give you access to push-button Zillow Realtor Trulia and that gives you the ability to run ads based on sold listings that you've had whenever. As long as they're you know, public and on any site, we can run ads for that. If you want access to every feature, Jerry, we can talk over an hour about all the features. Um, right. We don't want to overwhelm them, but there's a lot, right? The cost for that, it's an annual fee of 99 bucks. That's it. And that's it. There's no monthly fee. There's no... That's it. It's 99 bucks, then. If you're going to run social ads, obviously you have to pay for the ad. If you want us to, to do your email marketing, you've obviously have to pay for that. But to get access to every single feature, one fee, ninety nine bucks a year. So a lot of people think it's per month. I gotta be <laughs> clear, it's per year. Well,
0: I'll be honest. I had to double check it. I thought it was ninety nine dollars a month. And you know, I told we we had Tom we had Tom Ferry on the on the show a few weeks back, and you know, I. I you know, basically referenced a quote that I heard him make on stage. And you'll probably remember this because I came home. It was at the summit. It was 2016, maybe 2015. I actually was 2015 in San Diego. Is that right? 2015. I, and yeah. it, it's, he basically, and I'm paraphrasing said something to the effect of something to the effect of it's not, uh, how little you spend. It's how much you keep. And so for me, you know, up until that point, and you know this, I was, I had a, I had a stranglehold on the expenses, right? I was, I was very tight. Um, but I've grown accustomed to the understanding that you have to, you have to spend money to make money. And if you expect better than plateau level success, like you have to actually make some investments. So when I saw $99 a month, I thought, I thought, well, that's not crazy. You know that's not crazy for what it sounds like they're providing. When I realized it was ninety nine dollars a year, I literally, (laughs) I literally almost spilt my coffee. It was crazy in the (laughs) other direction. So, um, and I don't, and I don't mean to make too much of it, Steve, but I do think that you know our listeners should give it a consideration. um, You know, because it, it most certainly, I mean, we've already canceled a few services in favor of the things that Kingston Lane delivers. And, you know, there's definitely overlap. If you're running a, t- a top tier team, you've got some services in place that probably duplicate with what Kingston Lane's does. But honestly, like Steve says, they offer 10 premium services for such little cost. It might be worth even considering, hey, is this is this home valuation landing page better than the one I already have? Okay. And at an, at an expense that, that is so little, you might you might consider... You know, going ahead with Kingston Lane. So, I, sorry, Steve. I don't, I don't mean to make it a lot about pricing. You guys would prefer to talk about value, I know, which I can already see. There's a ton. All right. So, a um, little, little bit of a, little bit of a pivot here. Okay. So, we, I asked you a bit ago what, why you saw the need for push button marketing. So, I get. I guess here's my question. Okay. With the advent of you know, like I said before, AI and, you know, with with some... And I've asked a lot of our guests here recently about privacy implications through Facebook, you know, Mark Zuckerberg testifying before Congress, um, and a lot of other things that are changing in the landscape. You know, um, you could even look at a company like EXP Realty and, and the cloud-based brokerage. Look into your crystal ball for me, okay? Tell me how systems like Kingston Lane... Um, you know, and these brokerage houses that are changing, marketing changing, social changing, privacy changing. When we look up in two or three years, is our industry going to be unrecognizable to the agents that have been in the
1: business for 30 years?
2: Well, so, okay. Um, (laughs) do you want to do a, uh, can we go for like
1: 3 hours right now? But <laughs> say that was I like, would love it. That was like a bundle of questions.
0: Yeah. I would love it. I, and I'm sorry if I if I stepped all over the question, but no, tell me tell me this. We have contended that there are almost two groups of agents, okay? And and maybe there's a lot of subgroups, but there are the ones that are embrace change and the ones that don't. And I'm basically making the assertion that we're reaching a point where I think the ones that don't embrace change will be forced out of the industry. Do you see any of that on the near horizon?
2: Well, listen, so there's a a multitude of things right there. Um, If if I could tell you guys how much money was out there right now with with certain companies and funds that are trying to disrupt the real estate model, because, I mean, look, there's a lot of money in real estate. Everybody knows that, right? So I think from just a a pure evolution standpoint alone, um, the job of a real estate agent over the next 10 years, 100%, is going to change. I personally don't think it's going away. I don't think that there is, and it might, right? Um, You know, there's some interesting technology with blockchain and all of that that people are trying to innovate on. It might streamline the use of title and all of that, which I think will definitely uh, create a lot of ease in the transaction because, you know, like you two, myself, who's, who's purchased multiple properties. Even for people that are in the industry, it's still a challenging process, right? So I think that's phase one that's going to get affected, right? Can we make the process easier for the consumer? And as we talk about the consumer, Jay, I think that the the average agent, I'm not talking about the 1% right now, I'm talking about the average agent in the United States, and this is even on the high side, That's selling 8 to 25 homes a year. I think the average nationwide is like 3.6 of the ones that are actually producing Um, but the ones that are selling eight to 25 homes a year, they suffer from this mentality that when they think that the consumer, they they think that they need us to do every single detail, right? We need to do all the showings. We need to write all the paperwork. We need to make all the phone calls. We need to make sure we're at every single, you know, inspection appointment. It's a fallacy that the real estate agent is created because in almost every single other industry, that's not the case, right? Your doctor would never be the one to take your vitals. The lawyer is never going to be the one that's the front desk, you know, taking all your intake paperwork. It's just not how it works. But the real estate agent has convinced the client that our industry is different and that we should do everything. And it's actually the very reason most agents fail because there's too much work, right? Think about Amazon Prime. Think about all the industries that company is is disrupting. I was in um, Nordstrom. This was about three weeks ago, and I had to uh, order some jeans because they didn't have my size in there. Uh, I have unfortunately long torso, short legs, right? So <laughs> they had to uh, order some stuff. And you know, the funny thing was, if you know, they weren't they weren't cheap jeans by any means. And the guy next to me goes, "Hey, you should just check." Like, it was like two weeks together or something like that. And the guy's like, "I know this sounds weird, but you should just get on Amazon." I'm like, "Don't sell this stuff on Amazon." He goes, "Everything in here is on Amazon." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I kind of brushed them off. Well, anyway, I go home, pop up my phone, sure enough, I start searching this, you know, higher dollar stuff. Literally, every single option, every single color, every single size was on Amazon, and you could have it all the next day. Not only could I have it the next day, there's a new platform called I think it's called Amazon Wardrobe, and they'll send it to you. And whatever you don't return, I think it's in seven days, they just charge you. So you have technology out there. And look, I don't think anybody at Amazon ever sat down and said, Hey, what businesses can we put out what you know, what companies can we Thank put God. out of business today? I'm convinced that's not what they did. However, when the consumer has access to convenience, think about Uber, they're going to go that way, that route. The instant in the agent makes the process too daunting and too inconvenient is the day that they make themselves irrelevant. Hmm. You don't we don't need to do everything, right? So when you asked me the question earlier about you know push-button marketing and why we did this, it, it wasn't because we saw a need and we can charge agents. It's because I know that we're going down that path where if the agent wants full control over everything they do, it's not them that's going to pay the price. I mean, ultimately, it will because it's more work. The consumer is going to see right through it. They're going to fall behind, and they're going to lose the business, right? So all we're trying to do is make it easier. Yeah, for real estate agents to close more business because we're doing the things they know they should be doing anyway.
0: Well, that's that, that, that's interesting because so you're contending with a challenge that was created by the agent. The agent, probably of yeah. of of yesteryear, if you will, maybe the ones, maybe the very same ones that are resistant to change. I have to do everything, so the expectation is created in the consumer that the realtor has to be all things, right? And so, and when no one person is capable of being all things with probably unique challenges that are have been layered in over time as the marketplace does change, like you you can't help it. sometimes new problems evolve. so but the expectation is still that the agent can do it all. So now, enter Kingston Lane who has to automate or bundle or, you know, provide ease of use to complete multiple tasks at once because the agent is still expected to do everything when they can't physically do it. Another thing that you mentioned, um, and and it's not that dissimilar, Steven, I, you know, I guess I'm, I guess we're in, I'm gonna give you one of my, uh, one of my Kentuckyisms. Are you ready? (laughs) I guess, I guess I'm putting you in, I'm putting you in tall cotton right now. Do you know what tall cotton means?
2: I'm sure I'll figure it out. Okay.
0: We're putting, we're putting you guys in tall cotton. Like I'm directly going to going to compare you to Amazon, which, you know, who wouldn't want their business compared to Amazon? That's amazing. Um, but that's what Amazon does. You you said they didn't set out to disrupt multiple industries. What they did is they built a better mousetrap. And now they know that they can sell Nordstrom jeans or Nordstrom caliber jeans. I don't buy jeans at Nordstrom, man. So I don't know if they're branded Nordstrom. (laughs) Uh, we, uh, we're, no, in, we're in we're right. in Kentucky, bro. We wear Wranglers. <laughs> anyway, um, so no, but I mean, what what if you can sell toilet paper? Why can't you sell jeans?
2: Well, it's it's all iteration, right? So Amazon sold books, right? And they said, okay, well, you know, people are buying books. Can we sell digital books, right? So then Nintendo came out, and then. Now they thought, well, okay, well, digital books are being sold, physical books. Could we do this with, like, computer paper? Would people buy Could they do it with this product? It's supply chain.
0: It's supply chain management is what it
2: is. That's all it is, right? And I I, want to be really clear. I'm not advocating for our industry to be disrupted. What I'm suggesting is... Um, if, if you would have thought years ago that unions as big as like the New York Taxi union, they, and they probably thought, hey, you know what, we're so big, we control the entire market. There's no way right. that an app can come and disrupt us. What they didn't account for is consumer behavior.
0: Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty impactful, man. I mean, you know, I, um, I'm sitting here as, as we speak, staring at a graphic, and you may know exactly what I'm talking about, Steve, um, a graphic that. From Peter Diamandis' talk in Huntington Beach, you know a month or so back, were you? I don't know if you were. Were you in the crowd for that? I did not make it, but someone shared it with me. Oh,
2: absolutely! Yeah. Okay,
0: so so Amazon from 2006 to 2017 went from 17.5 billion market cap to f- north of 700 billion. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. in a pa- in a matter of ten years. Okay, in considering Sears, J.C. Nord- Nordstrom. Kohl's, Macy's, Best Buy, Target, all of those companies lost double digit percentages in market cap as much as Sears losing 94% of their market cap. Okay? The only other company that was listed on this on this thing that uh on this graphic that Peter put out that increased its market cap was Walmart. And they have Walmart. a fifth yeah, and they have a 15% increase. And let me tell you how they did it. And they didn't do it starting 10 years ago, they did it starting two years ago. They followed Amazon's lead. And if you go on walmart.com, you can buy nearly anything now from Walmart. I don't know if you know that, Steve, or yeah. if you've shopped on walmart.com, but literally they drop ship from other re- other retailers and resellers from their website. They've simply harnessed the traffic that they command the way that Amazon does and they sell products to those people. And that's probably literally... And, and when you think of retail... retail I mean, Walmart pioneered yeah you know the big box retail retail supply chain so all they did was you know follow amazon's lead i don't know about you steve man but when you bought gabe tell me you're we've we've talked a lot steve on our, on our show about gabe's millennial status <laughs> when you buy anything when you prepare to buy anything sure. where's the first place you go to shop amazon it always amazon is. yeah you know it doesn't matter what it is almost yeah
1: Search it on Amazon. That's where I do product research,
0: reviews, anything. I'll Sometimes
1: go, I'll even go to a store and see something that I want to buy and then go home and buy it on Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> which that's something that if stores – I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of retailers that know that consumers do that. But I see something on a shelf and I say, I bet this is cheaper on Amazon and I can get it tomorrow. And sure enough, I can. I mean, we're definitely going down a rabbit hole here. But my wife and I, Steve, Jen and
0: I had a, had a conversation the other day about how sad it is. And you have young kids, so you, you, can, you can probably empathize with this. There's going to be a day really soon, and and my daughter is ten months old, and she may never she may never step foot inside a toy store in her life. Like the fact that you well, can't listen. you can't take your kids to a toy store to see toys anymore is actually a little a little romantically sad, but <laughs> whatever, Steve. Yeah, what, what you got, Steve?
2: I don't know if you guys have seen the new uh, Google Assistant video that came out three weeks ago, where yeah. the uh, Google Assistant called to make a uh, you know appointment at uh, a restaurant.
1: Google Duplex, yeah.
2: Yeah, so when, when when you have AI technology that's coming out that has the ability to have real life, contextual, responsive conversations with real humans, and and it's not super digitized, and, and they can um, they can pivot in real time. Uh, that same talk you referenced earlier, uh, Jay, with, with Peter Diamandis, he, they they built. A, I can't remember who did this, and I'm sure it's in a slide deck. I haven't looked at it uh, the past couple of days, but there was a video that he showed with a company that built a, a, um, an AI chess playing computer. And uh, it only took, um, it was a self-learning, I'm going to call it a bot. It's not a bot. I don't know what the right word to use is, but it was a self-learning machine. And it only took them three rounds to beat the best known chess player in the world, right? And then um, after they figured that out, they made another one. They played each other. And it took him. I think it was six rounds. And the the self-learning one won 1,000 to 0,000 against another one who only took three rounds to beat the best one in the world. And (laughs) all this happened, if I remember right, it happened within 24 hours. That's how quick these things were. So again, if if you're a real estate agent, you're listening to this podcast, you should not be going to the, Oh my God, I'm, I'm out of a job in, you know, five years. That's not where we're going. I think that the real estate agent's job is going to change. Think about a quarterback, right? A quarterback's job on a football team is to place the ball in the hands of other people that have the ability to score touchdowns, whether it's a running back, a fullback, a wide receiver, or, you know, sometimes the quarterback sneaking it in or, or run depending on, you know, maybe it's Kim Tebow or whatever. But um, if if a, if you were a quarterback on a football team and a coach ever came to you and said, hey, listen, we need to save some money on payroll this year, so we're going to cut the wide receivers and I need you to throw the ball to yourself. <laughs> Every quarterback would, would develop a, like, massive anxiety because I think there's... There is in Jay. You might know this. There is one quarterback. I think it was at the combine, like five or six years ago, that was able to throw this bomb and run so fast he could catch it. Do you remember who that was?
0: Uh, I don't, man. I, I think I've I think I've seen the uh, I think I've seen the clip, but no, I don't remember.
2: Yeah, it's, well, it, never, nevertheless, it, it, he threw it super was high. Was it RG yeah, three?
0: Was it RG three? Might have been him. The dude that went to the Redskins Red and agent. was severely concussed. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there.
2: But here's my point. So a coach comes to the quarterback and says, hey, there's no more wide receivers. I need you to you know, train yourself up, and I need you to throw the ball and catch it, or you're just going to have to scramble 80, 80% of the plays. Every single quarterback would look at that coach and say, you are freaking nuts. There's no way I can do that. But the harsh reality of the real estate guy is that real estate agents run their business like the quarterback with no wide receivers. Hmm. Wow. That's how we're running it right now. And when you have the average agent that's operating a business that way, The consumer has no choice but to innovate. And I'll say that again. When you have a real estate agent that is running their business as a quarterback without wide receivers, the consumer will have no choice but to innovate. Because eventually, like the AI self-learning bots, the consumer's knowledge, the consumer's drive, the consumer's motivation, the consumer's convenience will leapfrog that real estate agent. Jay, if you're asking me if real estate agents should be scared, it's the percentage of those single agents with no support that are the quarterback without their wide receivers, those are the ones, not even in five years, not in ten years, in the next twelve months, those are the ones that should be nervous.
0: Well, and that's it, that's exactly it's a perfect answer to the question because my 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 question was more geared to maybe I didn't articulate it well enough, is the ones that are resistant to change, when do they have to be worried? And it sounds to me like you're saying in the next twelve months. But but more importantly, when will AI learn to produce music the caliber that Pearl Jam does—that is the question—and oh, when that
2: is absolutely impossible. <laughs> we're,
1: we're far off from that day. So, for our listeners out there, Steve,
0: that,
2: that's you know, it's somebody who grew up in the music industry and who's, who's played you know hundreds of shows all over the world. Um, I, nobody's ever, Jay, believe it or not, they've never asked that question. That likes I've never even thought about AI creating music at, at a higher I'm sure it's possible, right? Because everything's, even music is just an emotional algorithm. So it's, it, it, and it's probably already happening right now. But I mean, come on, you, you have the greats, the Led Zeppelins, the Who. Um, I'm going to put Neil Young out there, Pearl Jam. Like I don't think they ever can be duplicated. But now that I say that tomorrow, there'll be, uh, maybe that'll happen in the next 24 hours. Who knows? Put the technology there.
0: Well, you can you can bet the first time I see some sort of, you know, video share on some social channel, it'll be copied and pasted. Here's one thing I will tell you for sure though, Steve. Even if they do, you will not travel around the country at the drop of a hat to for 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 a for a, a one-night engagement like surprise show the way that you would for for Pearl Jam. I can I can almost guarantee you that. I don't think you're going to show up to see a Machine Play, you know. Play music the way you would Pearl Jam, right?
2: Yeah, let me. I'll tell you something. I went to um, a conference this year. It happens every year in Anaheim. It's called MAM, um, and it, it's basically the uh, consumer electronics show for for musicians and people in the industry. And what was interesting is it's a huge. I mean, you've been to Anaheim Convention Center. That's where we yep. have you know Tom Ferry's Success Summit so many times, right? Yep. So imagine this huge convention. It's all a bunch of booths, guitars, drums, bass, you know, everything like orchestral instruments, um, technology, keyboard, all of it, everything that's under the music industry is in there, right? They had all these, you know, famous musicians in there that were signed by, you know, these specific companies doing demos. And what you would have thought this year is that you go in there and it's normally super loud because everybody's playing guitars, everybody's right. playing drums, it's you get a migraine in five minutes. They're already going to when, when somebody does a demo, there's no sound, everybody gets headphones, they put the headphones on, and while the, the guy's playing the instrument, broadcasting all these wireless headphones all over the place. There's an app on their phone they're looking at, and they can see what that experience would be like on stage. So the actual noise level, the volume, and all these booths were previously, was super loud and hard to make out. They solved that technology. Imagine when concerts go that way. Imagine when you go to a movie theater, and you can see, you know, you 2 play at Wembley Stadium in front of 120,000 people. And you feel like you're right there. Like.
0: So what you're telling me... So what you're telling me is Tupac, the Tupac hologram at Coachella is nothing yeah. compared to what, the, what, the,
1: what we're about to see.
2: That, that was like, literally that was uh, clay animation compared to what's coming.
1: Hmm. Interesting. interesting. That's, just, that's quotable there. So,
0: so we really, really like the unexpected pivot on this show. We had, we had a gentleman uh, that's actually a local agent here, Steve, a few weeks, I don't know, I guess a few weeks back uh, who was, we called him the most interesting man in the world. Um, he just might be, he was, a, he was a sound engineer in Nashville in the eighties, flew a metastat through flew metastat flights for organ donations for a, for a stint, And then he built oh. probably, I would put him up against his website up, up, against almost any in the country in terms of organic SEO. Like the guy is just a savant. Um, and now he's on the Kentucky real estate commission. He's a commissioner. Um and, and he and he basically wow. came in here and I think Gabe does an amazing job producing our sound here and I guess we're giving oh people, he helped me fix some things he though. fixed <laughs> a few things on Gabe's soundboard for the for for the podcast I'm giving everybody a behind the scenes look at resource here but um yeah no I love the unexpected pivots I had to throw in some Pearl Jam there for our listeners Steve just might be well certainly the biggest Pearl Jam fan I know Steve where would you put yourself in in the world of Pearl Jam fans.
2: You know, I I don't know. I, I can tell you that, that uh, Pearl Jam is playing two shows in Wrigley, two in, in Fenway. We've seen one in Wrigley, one in Fenway in the, in, at the uh, September and October. And I believe, I got to go back to the archives. My wife would say more, but I believe uh, Fenway will be my 40th show.
0: Wow. 40th show. Okay, so did you say Wrigley and Fenway?
2: Uh, yeah, Rig- like Chicago Wrigley and Fenway, Boston. Yeah. Okay,
0: so September, October, he lives in San Diego. Yeah. He's flying to Chicago in September and then back to and then back the month later to Boston. Dude, I think I think you're you're legit. You're legit. I don't know 40 sh- I don't know anybody that's been to 40 shows of anybody. No. That's that that's that's pretty yeah, awesome. But you yeah, know what? Yeah. You know me, you know I'm not I'm not and probably not Gabe would be much better because I'm not a I'm I'm not the uh I'm not the music uh music follower that you two guys are, but that takes dedication and I certainly can respect it. Steve, I think we're going to leave it there for today, but I appreciate you uh making the time. Gabe and I really do. Um from Resource Real Talk about real estate, we'll be right back. Gabe and I to kind of wrap things up. Thanks again, Steve. Um kingstonlane.com if you'd like more information. We'll be right back.
1: All right. Well, that kind of took an unexpected shift towards the end, but I I loved everything that we were talking about there. So, I I I saw your head about to explode when we started talking about
0: AI and music. And for those of you, those of our listeners that don't know, Gabe is a is a musician. Oh, sure, yeah. A big big part of what he does, and that's probably why he's a little bit adept at the
1: sound engineering thing that we do here at Resource, but there was something. There was no, something I there. Just, this whole discussion about AI and machine learning is so fascinating to me. I've always, always been fascinated by this. But you guys are talking specifically about – and this is a little bit of a diversion. I won't spend too long. But in my last year of college, one of my creative writing courses, we had to submit a short story as one of our final assignments. And that's what mine was about. It was about a machine that had learned to create music and about the the – Ramifications that they had for the world. So it was really cool at first, but as it starts to learn more, it starts to learn more than just music. And it learns how to manipulate people's emotions and, and it gains commercial success. And all of these artists want to be tied in with what this machine is able to do until it starts to get dangerous because of what it's able to make people feel and think. So maybe I'll stick it on the website. It's, it's like 85 pages, people. So, and I'm not a professional writer or anything, but I was very proud of this story because wow. it was a very fun idea. Wow. So. Well, that is interesting, and, you know... Synthony was the name of this symphony. robot, by the way. It was Synth, S-Y-N-T-H. Synthony was the name of the robot, and the name of the story coincidental. It sounds also. straight like sci-fi, actually, It was very, or, yeah. Very sci-fi. Well, you know, that's a, that's a creative example. I, but I think, let's bring this full circle. I'm, I'm going to bring it back on topic. I guess what we're saying is, for us here in the now, looking forward, machine learning is one of those things that I think is so exciting to us because it's kind of difficult to grasp... What what is possible? Yeah. And so as we look forward, I think what Steve is saying is that we need to be prepared for the fact that anything is possible. And the only way to stay on the cutting edge and the only way to stay in the top one percent is to be open and willing to change and to ride this boat wherever it takes us. Oh, I'm so absolutely, no. It, you will not stop there, Gabe. There's too much sentiment amongst
0: the consumer that things should change. Mm-hmm. There's too much money in the change itself. Okay. It will not stop. Yeah. It will not stop. For those of you out there, you realtors out there, okay, the ones that think that NAR should protect us, you're in for a rude awakening. You will never get what you want. Mm -hmm. Keep doing it the way you've been doing it and ride the wave as long as you can, but it's coming to an end.
1: The commercial world around real estate can only change so much before real estate is forcibly pulled along with it. You know what I mean? Like as we see Amazon change retail and we see... Netflix change streaming entertainment and all these different things. Real estate, it, there's no way it gets to stay on its own little island and not change.
0: I mean, we talked we talked with Steve a little bit about Peter Diamandis, and you know he has he has his D's right, and one of them is democratization, one of them is demonetization, the, the, all these things, these concepts. Gabe, things don't stay the same. No, okay, and if if you progress is a steamroller. Mm-hmm. And if you do not get out of the way, or if you do not move with it, you will be steamrolled. It will happen. Yeah. And that's just what Steve said. Like twelve months. Like we're and that's what I was driving at. I I I didn't know that he would say that soon, but I honestly believe it. We are so close. Without a setback, without without an economic setback to slow down, okay, the the path and the speed and the, uh, the inertia that is already built. We talk about brokerage models. We talk about it, it's happening. And if you're not ready, you are going to get steamrolled.
1: Yeah. And I think Steve understands, and Sharon too, both of them are both, as we said, you know, spearheading this project. I think they both understand that, Real estate people might need a nudge to to be ready for it. And I think that's why they've made Kingston Lane so accessible. Yeah. You know, it's not behind a huge paywall where you have to pay to play. No. It's it's come in and see what we've got, test it out, give it a give it a test run. And I think people are going to maybe be more comfortable making the switch to taking the hands off approach from their business when they're trying to do everything like Steve. Yeah, was
0: absolutely, like I think people have grasped. I need to run Facebook ads. Yeah. Okay. So pre- up until now, no one and and I'll I'll give my testimony. Right. I see it. It's the kind of ad I want to run. How do and, I do it? And I can press a button. No, no, literally. I know how to run Facebook ads. You know sure. this. Yeah. We, we are practitioners. We're fairly skilled practitioners. It's not easy. No, on your own. Ads manager. You know that kind of thing. It's
1: not that easy. And there's a large learning curve too. Tweaking and exactly. Out so work.
0: they've they removed the guesswork to where it's click 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 done. Yep. Okay, so people have understood they need to run Facebook ads, but they get bogged down in like he said the failure to launch, pre- preparation for launch. They've removed all that. Click, 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 done. And it's actually a product that I want to see out there. Like a, a, an ad that I like the the look of it. I mean, you could you could hire a number of other companies for a long time to automate Facebook ads. It's just the consumer wouldn't interact with them because they were garbage. Right. Okay. So, with all that, get out of the way get like out don't, of your own don't get out of your own way and don't stand in the way of progress
1: yep i think mean, it's i think that's the big takeaway from today's episode absolutely folks we're gonna have information and links to kingston lane in the show notes today but if you've got questions or you want to get in touch with steve you know we're gonna leave all that information for you behind but if you've got questions about what we've talked about today or you have an opinion that you want to share as always feel free to reach out to us you know we always want to hear from our listeners uh but you know other than that we'll be back next time
3: you're listening to resource real talk about real estate thanks folks